This week I'm talking about patience. In this episode, you'll find out what patience is, why it matters for good mental health and well-being, and how to incorporate greater patience into everything you do. So, let's talk. This is Let's Talk About Mental Health, a weekly podcast full of simple ideas for better mental health. I'm your host, Jeremy Godwin, and I'm an Australian writer and speaker who spent most of the 2010s dealing with severe depression and anxiety, and that led me to change careers to study mental health. In this show, I use my knowledge of psychology, sociology and counselling, combined with my personal experiences of dealing with mental illness, to bring you a show full of ways to improve your mental well-being one step at a time. Each week, I look at one specific topic and go through simple things you can do to improve your mental health. So, get comfortable and let's talk about mental health. Because the more we talk about it, the easier it gets. Hello and welcome to episode 64, and thanks so much for joining me. 2021 is the year of well-being here on the Let's Talk About Mental Health podcast, because well-being doesn't just happen, it takes work. So each week on the podcast, I'll be continuing to share simple ideas for better mental health and practical advice for improving your overall well-being by exploring lots of different things that you can do every single day to make a positive difference in your life. This week is all about patience, which, given the fact that we've been stuck in a loop for probably about a year now, thanks to that unwanted house guest that just won't leave and insists on sucking all the fun out of the air, you know, Uncle Rona, it kind of seemed appropriate that I should talk about patience this week and sort of how it fits in with well-being. It's also quite timely because if you're into astrology, we're now knee-deep in Mercury retrograde, which means an extra-large helping of patience will very likely be needed and come in handy over the coming weeks. Before we jump into this week's content, a quick word about the latest episode of Let's Talk About Mental Health TV, which is out now on YouTube. In episode two, I'm talking about simple ideas for consciously building greater mental and emotional strength, and in doing so, dealing with your worries and fears. I've made a couple of changes to my approach on YouTube going forward. First, the main weekly show will now focus a lot more on one specific topic. So I guess in that respect, it's a little bit more similar to this podcast, although I'll also be sharing stuff that I find interesting or that's relevant in the world as and when it happens. So it's still going to be a bit broader in focus than what I do here, but mainly focused on one specific topic. And the second piece that I've changed is that I used to post the full audio-only version of this podcast to YouTube, which was, to be honest, kind of a waste of time and effort because it was lucky to get like 10 or 12 listens a week. So starting with this episode, I will now be doing a mini version each week that's going to be a video-based and that's going to share five of my how-to tips from the main episode. And then viewers can listen to the full podcast episode if they'd like to dig into the topic deeper. So that how-to episode will be released every Sunday and the main Let's Talk About Mental Health TV episode will be released on Wednesday. So if you're in Australia or the Asia-Pacific region, it will be in the evening. For the rest of the world, it will be during the morning or sometime throughout the day. So that also means that this podcast will now be coming out on Sunday. So you will start to see it available a few hours earlier than you might be used to, because frankly, I was spending way too long at the end of each episode telling you exactly when the next one would be released. So now I can just say a date and be done with it so you can get on with your day. So now with all of that out of the way, let's get on to this week's episode about patience. 
Back in 1985, the great Stevie Nicks sang, How will we feel 20 years from now? Well, I can't wait, I can't wait. And I'm not sure if anyone actually went back and checked with Stevie in 2005 to see how she was feeling at that time, but the point is that it can be really easy to get caught up in impatient excitement, or just a general desire for things to move forward at a rapid pace. And if the past year has taught us anything, it's that all good things come to those who wait, and wait, and wait some more. Now, I'm not 100% sure how I know that Stevie Nicks song so well, considering that I wasn't born until 1996, which is clearly an outright lie, since that would shave 20 years off my age, and now that you've seen me on YouTube, no one's going to buy that story. But anyway, I can say with absolute certainty that throughout my late 30s and early 40s, I've come to learn the value of cultivating greater patience. Now, do I get it right all of the time? No, absolutely not. Just ask my poor partner who has to put up with my limited patience levels on a daily basis, and yet for some strange reason is still around after all these years. And in fact, in a moment, I'll talk a bit more about why this whole patience thing is actually one of my biggest challenges in life. First, though, let's get some definitions happening. So what is patience? The formal definition is the capacity to accept or tolerate delay, problems, or suffering without becoming annoyed or anxious. And credit to the Oxford Dictionary there via Apple. I think that definition is a great starting point for this episode because if we talk about delays, problems and suffering, we're certainly talking about a lot of the stuff that can have a huge impact on our well-being, including, but not limited to, all of the various impacts associated with the current ongoing global pandemic. Now, I know that some people are sick of hearing about a particular word that rhymes with Movid, but I don't believe in skirting around the tough conversations in this podcast. In fact, what I do both here and in my work as a coach and mental health consultant is that I challenge people to confront the truth. Because only then can we hope to find a way forward that doesn't see us going around in circles. Patience is a huge part of your mindset, which is a topic I explored back in episode 31. And many of us just don't like to wait for things. And part of that comes back to this instant gratification society that we've cultivated over the past couple of decades, where we've made it faster and faster to get things. And so, of course, that's naturally had a negative effect on our willingness to be patient. I mean, let's be honest here. When you can order stuff and have it delivered to your house in a day or two, how patient can we be expected to be when, you know, some things are taking weeks or even longer to arrive? Having little or no patience can often make us feel anxious, because when we want something to happen without being willing to wait every now and then, what we do is make ourselves frustrated when we are made to wait for something, which will inevitably happen to every single one of us at one point or another on most days of our lives. Being impatient can also be risky. Think about changing lanes in traffic at high speed. And I'm sure I'm not the only one who has taken a chance or two so that I could overtake someone who was sitting way below the speed limit. And just on a side note here, has anyone seen that meme that was going around a few months ago that was pointing out that it's funny how each of us think that we're the only ones on the road who are Goldilocks drivers, in other words, not too fast or not too slow, and that everyone else should learn from our example? Because I'll admit, I'm guilty of thinking that sometimes. Anyway, total side note, it just popped into my head when I was going through and writing that. I don't know why I felt the need to share that, but here we are. 
getting back to the topic at hand, I'm going to quote from an excellent article in the New York Times about patience. The link will be in the transcript. However, you may have to sign up for a free account if you want to read it. You do get so many free articles a month. And look, for me, I like the quality of their journalism. So that's why I'm choosing to share it. Anyway, the piece is, a 2012 study identified three distinct expressions of patience. One, interpersonal, which is maintaining calm when dealing with someone who is upset, angry, or being a pest. Two, life hardships, or finding the silver lining after a serious setback. And three, daily hassles, which is suppressing annoyance at delays or anything irritating. The good news is that same study found that patience as a personality trait is modifiable. Even if you're not a particularly patient person today, there's still hope you can be a more patient person tomorrow. And again, the link for that is in the transcript. So that definition leads nicely into the next part, which is why does patience matter for good mental health? And again, I'm going to quote from the New York Times here. The quote is, Patience, being the ability to keep calm in the face of disappointment, distress or suffering, is worth cultivating. It is associated with a variety of positive health outcomes, such as reducing depression and other negative emotions. Researchers have also concluded that patient people exhibit more pro-social behaviours like empathy and were more likely to display generosity and compassion. So I talk a lot in this podcast about how doing no harm, being kind and giving more than you take can serve as the most effective foundations of your well-being. And those three things go hand in hand with patience, both with yourself and with other people. When you consciously cultivate greater patience in your life, you are choosing to be more self-aware, which I discussed back in episode 62. And it's also a big part of mindfulness, which I covered in episode 42. I think it's worth picking up on that earlier note in the New York Times article about patience being something that you can modify. And I'd like to take a couple of minutes to share a little about what helped to put me on the path of wanting to improve my patience, something that I am very much still working on and which continues to be a daily struggle, if I'm being completely honest. Now, for me, one of the things I struggle with the most is impatience. And being able to hit that pause button so that I don't just react in a cranky way. I try to do that a lot and I don't always manage to achieve it. But the thing is that, like most people, I'm much more than just that one challenging aspect of my default personality. I'm also kind and caring and generous and I have a slightly weird sense of humor and all of these other qualities. But also, I'm fortunate to be self-aware of what my less than ideal qualities are. And then the other thing is that apart from just being self-aware, I'm also committed to working on ways to better myself every single day, rather than just putting my hands up in the air and saying, oh, well, that's just the way that I am. Some people do that. Some people just say, oh, well, that's my personality. It can't be changed. And to that, I say bullshit. You can change aspects of your personality. It's about taking responsibility for your words and actions. So what really inspired me to start working on myself in terms of slowly addressing my issues with being impatient was something that happened about eight or nine years ago. I was visiting one of my aunts and she, just like me, is quite quick to crankiness when she gets a bit annoyed. And near her front door, she had written herself a sticky note using really big letters and it said, don't get mad with a big exclamation mark. So she had that right near her door and she would see it every single time she walked out the door. 
Now, I know that it was probably there mostly as a reminder for when she was going to see my mother, who tends to trigger me as well. I take full responsibility for my own words and actions, but that woman most definitely knows how to trigger people for a sport, and she does it a lot. But anyway, my point is that seeing that note that she had, don't get mad, it stopped me in my tracks. And I turned around and asked my aunt about it. And she told me that she decided that she just wanted to do something about it because she didn't like being that person. And at the time, she was in her early 60s. She's 70 now. And it just made me think it really is never too late to keep on improving yourself. And so it inspired me to start focusing on being less cranky and being more patient. Now, that's a task that is going to take a lot more effort and it most definitely takes daily work and also being humble enough to admit when you mess up along the way. But I think that a huge part of self-awareness is turning the awareness bit into actual action. You can be aware that you're an asshole sometimes, but that awareness means nothing if you don't do anything to improve it so that you're a little bit less of an asshole every single day. And that's the thing with personal qualities, be they good or not so good. You know, when we talk about things like impatience, that may not be something to be particularly proud of. But the thing is that nobody is perfect. And so I really do think that it's about being more self-aware, which again, I explored in episode 62, and then committing to actually doing things to improve so that you can take those little steps every single day to become the best version of yourself possible. And so how do you do that? How do you become more patient? How do you address issues with impatience? Well, let's get into the how-to part of this week's episode. First, make the choice to be patient. Sorry to be boring here, but patience, like all of your mindset, is a choice. Nobody is making you impatient, but you. You're responsible for your own words, actions, and feelings, and especially what you do with your feelings. So if you find yourself feeling impatient or struggling to remain patient, then be aware of what's happening. When you're confronted by a challenging situation, often our instincts take over. There's a part of our brain called the amygdala, which are two little almond-shaped clusters that form part of our limbic system. And they've been demonstrated to have a primary role in our decision-making and memory, along with our emotional responses. They're thought to be the home of our fight-flight-freeze response which is where our instincts take over when we're in danger and we either fight, take flight, in other words, run away, or freeze up entirely. We may have far fewer instances of being in life-threatening situations today than we were in the past. I mean, most of us aren't being chased by hungry lions on a daily basis, but our brains are still trying to protect us from perceived threats. And so often when we feel impatient, it's actually a form of anger or fear that is manifesting. If we just react to it and go with our instincts, we're setting ourselves up for difficulties. Whereas if we choose to pause for 5-10 to seconds, then we can get past the initial emotional reaction and understand why we might be feeling that way or why it's happening. And then you can respond in a much more thoughtful way. And for the sake of just 10 seconds, you can save yourself a lot of trouble in the future. I talked about mindset in episode 31 of the podcast and choice in episode 50, so check those out for more self-development ideas related to those topics. Point number two is, if you're really struggling to do that, pause and think about the consequences of being impatient. If you yell at someone or cause a ruckus, you're going to have to deal with the consequences. And life is far more pleasant when we don't have to spend half of it with a mop and bucket cleaning up our own messes. 
Again, the point here is to pause and reflect so that you're not just being hijacked by your emotions. This allows you the time and space to respond more thoughtfully rather than just reacting emotionally. Next, focus on what is within your control. As I said before, you have direct control over your own words, actions, and feelings. And that's pretty much all that you can directly control. You can fight that basic truth, which will cause you frustration when dealing with other people, or you can accept it and find greater peace. Check out episode 48 of the podcast for more about control. Tip number four is consider your priorities. It's so easy to get caught up in the little day-to-day things that happen in our lives. But let's be blunt here. Most of the stuff that we experience every day won't matter in five weeks, let alone five years. So every day, take a few moments to remind yourself of your top three to five priorities that you're working towards. And then when the inevitable shit hits the fan or something happens to make you feel impatient, stop and ask yourself, How relevant is this situation to what really matters in my life? If it isn't related to your priorities, then let it go. And if it is related to your priorities, then take a break from it so that you can then come back to it in a calmer and more thoughtful way. Tip number five is to lean into whatever is blocking you. You know how we so often feel like we just don't have a moment to ourselves? When something happens to slow you down, like picking the wrong cue at the supermarket or hitting heavy traffic when you're already in a rush, consider that a message telling you loudly and clearly that it's time to breathe and take a micro break. Since you cannot control external events or other people, no matter how much you might try, all you can really do is lean into the situation and accept it with grace, dignity and calm. My next point is to do things that make you feel uncomfortable or impatient, and it's a continuation from the previous point. Put your phone away when you're stuck in a queue and just be for a few minutes. Let other drivers in when you're stuck in traffic, and if someone is doing just slightly under the speed limit, then instead of trying to overtake them, force yourself to just stay behind them for a few minutes. Pick a lane of the supermarket and stick to it, regardless of how slow it might move. Use the ad breaks to close your eyes and take a few moments to just sit quietly. Although you're probably going to have to hit the mute button for that one since most ads tend to be louder than the show, even though most of the TV networks claim that's not the case. I think we all know that is the case. My point is when you do these things, even when they make you feel uncomfortable, they push you out of your comfort zone and they also remind you that it's okay to just be and that you can create a greater sense of calm by accepting those things that are outside of your control while also being kind at the same time. I talked about acceptance back in episode 36, so you may find that useful. My next point is to have fun, especially when it comes to doing difficult things. I find cleaning the house tedious. It always takes longer than you think it's going to. And my favorite thing to do is to have some fun with it. So put some music on and sing my heart out, even if it's off key. And it's also something that I've started doing while I'm doing work on the house. Our place is a, um, what's the polite way of describing it? A fixer-upper. And so there's a lot of stuff that always needs to be done. And with those DIY jobs around the house, I've learned the hard way that it will inevitably take five times longer than you think it will. And it will be way more complicated than you initially expected. It is what it is. 
There's no point screaming at the wall because every single type of screw that you try either won't stay in or won't go in at all. And you can either stress over it or you can just have fun, which makes life a lot easier. And that leads me to my next point, which is to put things into context. And it's a continuation of something I said a little bit earlier. And, you know, the thing is, you might be struggling with impatience now, but are you really going to remember this situation in five days, five weeks, five years? Most things really are not that big of a deal. We just make them into a big deal because our minds are overly dramatic and prone to a bit of hysteria. If it doesn't matter as part of your priorities or in terms of the big picture of life, let it go. You might also find episode 3, Priorities, and episode 32, Letting Go, to be particularly helpful here. Next, if you are really struggling to be patient, remind yourself of the longer-term costs associated with being impatient. So I touched on some of this before and I'd want to expand this a little bit further. There are longer-term impacts of being impatient that can have a negative effect on your life and other people. Part of that's about your health. And also, I mean, let's just talk about relationships. When you blow up at people, whether they're loved ones or total strangers, you make things way more complicated than they need to be. And if you listened to last week's show, episode 63, then you'll know that simplicity is one of the most important aspects of improving and maintaining your well-being. Because the less drama that you need to deal with, the better. I know that there are some people in this world that can be triggering, but you're in control of what you do, say, and feel. So instead of just reacting, pause and reflect, and then remind yourself that being impatient often provokes arguments. And so instead, choose to just simmer down a bit so that you can respond in a calmer and more thoughtful manner. It will help to improve your relationships both at home and at work. I said it before and I say it again, nobody is perfect, but you can certainly become a better version of yourself if you just focus on making those small choices every single day. Because little improvements add up over time to make really big differences. And then my final tip is get support. If you've tried everything that I've just talked about and you're not getting anywhere, work with a counsellor or therapist. You may even find it useful to work with an anger management specialist. There is absolutely no shame in getting help to address issues. And in fact, it's something that I think should be celebrated a lot more. Because not enough people are willing to be humble enough to admit that they need support in order to work on improving themselves. So I think that every single person who chooses to work with a professional support person deserves to be applauded for taking those steps towards becoming a better version of themselves. I mean, you wouldn't try to treat a serious physical injury on your own, so why would you do so with some aspect of your mental health that might be proving difficult to address? So if you're struggling, get help, because you definitely do not have to go through challenging situations alone. Because when it comes to patience and mental health, what it all boils down to is this. We might want to always have what we want when we want it, or we might want to not find ourselves in a position where you know, other people do things that irritate us, but we cannot always have what we want, because so much of life is outside of our direct control. When you choose to be more patient, you're making a conscious decision to be more thoughtful in your words, actions and feelings, which leads to more positive and constructive relationships with other people and a better relationship with yourself. If you find yourself feeling impatient, think about the bigger picture and focus on what really matters most, then let go of the small stuff that really just does not matter. Patience, like all aspects of well-being, isn't something that just magically happens because you decide to be more patient. 
It takes conscious effort every single day. And that begins with making a choice to be more patient. The choice is yours, as it is with all things related to your well-being. So, what choice will you make today? Each week I like to finish up by sharing a quote about the week's topic, and I encourage you to take a few moments to really reflect on it and consider what it means to you. This week's quote is by the Russian writer Leo Tolstoy, and it is, The two most powerful warriors are patience and time. Let me repeat that. The two most powerful warriors are patience and time. Alright, that's nearly it for this week. Next week, I'll be talking about resistance. If you've ever watched Star Trek, then you'll know that the Borg, who might sound Swedish, but are not, and yes, that's a reference to my favourite Star Trek movie, First Contact, the Borg very often like to remind anyone who will listen that resistance is futile. We tend to resist many things in life, even if they're actually good for us. And we can often try to control things that we just cannot control. So it takes some work to be able to identify how to deal with all of that stuff so that we're controlling what we can and letting go of what we cannot, but without being a pushover or becoming a drone for an army of cybernetic villains. So next time, I'll be talking about what resistance is, why overcoming resistance is essential for your mental health, and how to resist less and grow more. I hope you'll join me for that episode, which will be released on Sunday the 7th of February. If you're in Australia, New Zealand or the Asia-Pacific region, it will be available at 7pm. In the UK and Europe, it will be out mid-morning. And in North and South America, you'll have it first thing in the morning. And of course, join me for Let's Talk About Mental Health TV, which will now be released every Wednesday on YouTube following the same schedule. So evenings in the Asia-Pacific, mornings in the rest of the world. Head to letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au for links and past episodes, including audio and full transcripts. And while you're there, join the mailing list to have exclusive updates land in your inbox. Those of you on my email list find out about new stuff at least a week before anybody else. So if you like this show, then sign up at the website letstalkaboutmentalhealth.com.au. You can also find Let's Talk About Mental Health on Instagram, Pinterest and Facebook at LTA Mental Health, where I post extra content throughout the week. And you can follow my work as a writer, speaker and well-being consultant, along with my general musings about life and stuff that I find amusing at Jeremy Godwin Official. Thank you very much for joining me today. Look after yourself and make a conscious effort to share positivity and kindness out into the world because you get back what you put out. Take care and talk to you next time.